Inside Chicago Government. ShyGov.com. Welcome to another in a series of interviews with Ben Jarofsky. I'm Dave Gloetz. Ben Jarofsky writes on government and politics for the Chicago Reader, and he's here with me today. Today we're talking about your article that appeared in the Reader on June 13th, 2013, titled The Madness Behind Mayor Emanuel's Methods. Ah. And in this article, you write about the sort of playbook Mayor Emanuel uses when implementing a major initiative, such as closing schools or amending the parking meter agreement. The playbook essentially involves what I'll characterize as phony facts <laughs> and false empathy. Just a detail here regarding the parking meter deal amendment yes, that sir. the city council approved. You write that Mayor Emanuel began his argument for it by saying that the city can't undo the original contract in court because of a judge's ruling in a lawsuit. That suit was brought by the independent voters of Illinois and it challenged the contract's validity, and the judge in the case ruled against the plaintiffs. That's correct. Tell us, when exactly did the mayor's claim come out? Did he say it, or did one of his minions say it? In a general way, the mayor has been saying this all along. There's nothing we can do about it. I've looked at it every which way you can. In a very specific way, that was a response that was made by the mayor's chief lawyer. Stephen Patton. That's correct. Corporation counsel the man from whom all the list of lawyers in Chicago, Rahm, has chosen to represent the city. And he made that claim in his response, which is probably the most specific point-by-point -point response the city has made, to questions raised by the independent aldermen of Chicago, God bless them, who uh, challenged the validity of the entire contract and wanted the city not to bother with it. In fact, they voted against it. And that was a very specific claim that Patton made in response to a very specific question, which is, why haven't we joined this lawsuit? Or why haven't we filed our own lawsuit? So Mayor Rahm, this is part of my story, he deals with generalities. He's very skillful at avoiding any kind of specificity. He won't allow reporters to nail him down to anything. He'll just keep repeating the same vague generalities while rolling his eyes and scoffing at the questioner as though, why are you asking me the same question again? Well, you didn't answer it, so I would, you know, I'm looking for an answer. It is kind of fun to watch sometimes. It is fun to watch. <laughs> it's all so amusing as we allow our schools to go bankrupt. Regarding the mayor's policies in general, mm -hmm. we know who's driving the train, so to speak, but who's <laughs> choosing the destinations? And you've looked at, for example, the mayor's appointments calendar. Any clues to the actual persons, organizations pulling the strings in the Emanuel administration? You know, that is an excellent question, and it's the kind of conversation I generally have over beers with my Green Party comrades who are always chiding me for having voted for Barack Obama twice. I don't know the answer to your question. I do know that in the most general way, and since the mayor is going to be general, I'll be general right back with him. And more often than not, he will side with whichever corporate interest has a stake in the matter. Um, when I say corporate, I'm talking about, I teasingly call them gazillionaires when I'm writing about it, but rich people. I cannot think of an instance, and maybe you can correct me with a better memory, of him actually standing up and defying the interests of a really rich person. The closest we have is the situation with the Cubs at Wrigley Field, where they wanted originally a subsidy to rebuild Wrigley Field, and eventually they dropped that. Now, I don't give Rom credit for denying them that subsidy. Because he was having a snit. Well... 
this is just me supposing because I'm not on the inside, but he was all set to give them the substitute they wanted. And then it emerged in the New York Times, thank you, New York Times, that the father of the Cubs owners was thinking about participating in a large-scale campaign against Barack Obama's re-election, which would not have played well in Chicago. People in Chicago would have woken up from their slumber to ask, why are we giving money to some guy who hates Obama? Mayor Rahm was really mad, I think mainly because uh, it was an embarrassment to him that he was about to give money to this gazillionaire who was going to lead a campaign against Obama. So that's really why I think he was upset. So he backed off, and then ultimately uh, the Cubs on their own came to the conclusion that they'd be better off not asking the city for the money. So anyway, that's as close as we've come. And every other instance, TIF issues, parking meter disputes, tax breaks for CME. That's Chicago Mercantile Exchange. He's always stood tall with the rich people. So all the rich people have to do is not piss him off. <laughs> then it's fun. Yes, that's why you see so many rich people just saying wonderful things about him, you know? I mean, uh, oh, he's so smart and he's so good and this and that. They used to say the same things about Daly. It's so funny. They said the same things about Daly, and now it's like, thank God we have a mayor who really will stand up and do the things that have to be done. Well, if you felt that way, why'd you support the last mayor? Ben, thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Listeners, we welcome your questions and suggestions. Look on Facebook and Twitter for Inside Chicago Government. I'm Dave Glowatz. Thanks for listening.